Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Fill in the Gap Podcast 2024 edition. Heck yeah, we are in a new year and officially starting our third month of putting podcasts out. Man, bro, you excited for this year, man? Yeah, I mean, I am. You know, I'm excited for 2024. I've got some, you know, we mentioned at the end of our last podcast some things that we're wanting to do. Uh, some people, uh, you know, they do the New Year's resolution thing. We mentioned how we're not really those type of guys. But, you know, using the new year to do a new thing, that's great and all. But, yeah, um, yeah, new year, new me. Exactly. New year, <laughs> new me. I've actually, I've always said, like, since I was in high school, I've always said, hey, new year. I've, I've kind of made fun of that phrase uh, because it's new year, it's the same me. Um, let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, it's the same you. You're the same person. You just need to grow. Um, you need to grow in Christ preferably. Uh, but yeah, 2024, uh, episode nine. Yeah. Um, you know, before we know it, before we know it, we're going to be at the end of 2024 and we're going to have been recording for a whole year. Bro, that's crazy. But right now we're starting our third month. So, um, so yeah. Speaking of the month, like what is, what does January mean to you and your ministry? Yeah. So January and for, for the people that, you know, no, Rachel and I, um, we're missionaries that work in human trafficking. We work through missing kids searches and we do school assemblies and we do trainings on human trafficking, uh, red flag trainings, how to keep your kids safe, stuff like that. Uh, and so January is human trafficking awareness month. Um, so we thought that for this podcast, because it is, uh, you know, our ministry podcast, um, we are going to be doing some educational podcast episodes, this month about human trafficking. Yeah, yeah. So with that being said, obviously last podcast we had fun, but with this one and the next one's coming up, uh, we have a missionary interview in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but disclaimer, if you're riding in a car of kids or if you have real bad anxiety when it comes to human trafficking, we're going to get really down into the uh, into the weeds these next few podcasts. So you have been warned. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll just let you know the schedule right here. So this is episode nine, first one of the year, first one of January. Next episode, episode 10, we will also be talking about this stuff. And then um, that one in the middle there, because there's five weeks in January, that one in the middle will be a missionary interview with Asa Parnell. Our boy Asa. Asa is a good friend of mine, good friend of the podcast. Um, he is going to be a world missionary to Ecuador. Uh, so it'll be, it'll be pretty cool to, uh, listen to that interview, but that'll come out in the middle of January. And then the last two episodes will, you know, we'll be talking a little more about human trafficking and some stories from the work that Rachel and I've been doing for over two years now. Uh, we just hit the two year mark, uh, in December. Um, so, you know, we're going into our third year essentially of doing this, which means I'm getting old. I mean, I'm 25 years old now. I turned 26 this year, dude. (laughs) I know. I feel old myself. I'll be, uh, I'll be four years from 30. That is wild. That is so uh, wild. So getting into this, um, obviously this might be a podcast that no one knows who you are, knows who you and Rachel and your ministry are. Mm-hmm. So with us speaking about human trafficking, what gives you the credentials to be able to talk about this? Yeah. So my wife and I, when we first started becoming missionaries in this field and working with missing kids, uh, you have to go through a lot of training. Uh, I hope so. Yeah, you do. Uh, in, in, you have to go through a lot of like state training and you have to go through a lot of our team specifically. A lot of our team are uh, retired military. Uh, we have some who are like active military. 
But so we've been through a lot of military-esque trainings in reference to missing kids and how to find missing people. Uh, you know, we've been through trainings on body language and how to how to read it. You know, body language to keep make sure you're safe and uh, how to read street read the street and see these things and uh, see through the the veil, if you will. You know, a normal person walking down the street probably wouldn't notice somebody working or selling drugs or whatever, but we've been trained to be able to see through all of that. Um, so we've been doing this, like I, like I just said, this is, we're going into our third year um, doing this. We've been missionaries. So, and we do, just for the people listening to know, these are going to be educational, but we have a full two-hour training that Rachel and I do. It's a two-hour training that we typically do for churches or women's clinics or whoever wants to be trained um, where we do one hour. We have like a lunch break type thing, and then we do another hour, unless somebody wants to do it in the evening. And if you listen to these and you find yourself thinking, well, I want I want this training for people at my church or whatever, uh, feel free to reach out. At the end of this, I'm going to I'm gonna throw in our podcast, uh, uh, our website link, um, and going to throw out our email and stuff like that. So feel free to reach out and we can get something scheduled. But I'm hoping that these will be super educational and help some people uh, realize what the reality of this evil is. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into it. We got a lot to cover and for relatively short podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, in these, we're not going to belabor them and make them super long. We're going to have, we're going to try and keep them around the 30 minute mark. Um, and, you know, whether that's a few minutes over, a few minutes under, going to try and keep it there. And this doesn't mean, just for the listener, this doesn't mean that the rest of the year we're not going to talk about this stuff because this is our ministry. This is what we do. Um, and we will talk about it more. But being January is the Human Trafficking Awareness Month, we are excited to make you aware uh, and to make you be able to at least know more about it and be able to talk about it and have a conversation and maybe teach others. Yeah. So that's a it's very sad world that we live in that we have to do this. But at least we have the opportunity to be able to bring awareness to that. Yeah. And and look, man, I the, the thing that I tell people is that human trafficking, uh, and we'll get into the nitty gritty about it, but human trafficking is the, the biggest definition of evil that I've ever seen in this world. I mean, there's a lot of things that happen that are bad and, you know, but human trafficking is like, it's the worst. And, yeah. uh, you know, it gets hard working in it, uh, but, the, but the good times are well worth it. So, um, so yeah, this, this first episode, we're going to be talking about what is human trafficking. I'm sure you saw the name of the episode and you knew that. And, uh, and that's why we were explaining a little bit about what I do, because we know that we might have some new listeners listening to this. And, uh, if you want to know more, our website is in the description of this episode, but what is human trafficking? The definition, and this is a real quick definition for you. Definition of human trafficking is anyone being sold in exchange for value. Right. So basically it's somebody who is selling another person in exchange for value. It doesn't have to be um, money. It can be drugs. It can be alcohol, something like that. Yeah. But anyone selling another person in exchange for value is the shorthand definition of human trafficking. Right. Yeah. And uh, and just to give you a couple of stats for the United States. The average age of a female that is caught up in trafficking is just 12 to 14 years old. And the average age of a male that is caught up in trafficking is 9 to 11. And I'm not saying these stats to scare you, to, 
you know, or anything like that. I'm, I'm sure there are people listening that have kids that are probably in those age ranges, right? But that's the reason we're doing this is so that people will be aware and you can better keep your kids safe, right? Um, in this first episode, we're talking about the what is human trafficking. Next episode, we're going to be talking about a little more about like, um, like uh, how do kids and stuff get caught up in it and, and how does it happen and things like that. But this is going to be an educational thing so that you can know how to talk about trafficking. That's the, the average age in the United States. Man, even obviously been friends with you for years and mm-hmm. you know, talked to you a lot about this behind the scenes. And I get to ask you uh, questions that you can't publicly share, but it never gets easy hearing those statistics, man. Yeah. And it, it never does. Right. And you know, for the, for the person who knows anything about math, right. Who knows what averages are, right? Yeah. That means that there's a lot on one side and a lot on the other. So the yeah. average age, 12 to 14, you know, you can call it 13 or whatever. But for that to be the average, there has to be a lot younger and there has to be a lot yeah. older, right? And that just breaks my heart. I mean, it does. Uh, to, I have a niece. She's six years old, about to turn seven in March. Um, just to think that she's getting towards that age that a typical kid would get into that. I mean, it's it's hard to think about. I mean, I don't have kids yet or anything like that, but... For the parent listening, I know that that can be a fear. Um, and I know a lot of things, you know, a lot of things get shared on Facebook and get shared, uh, you know, through the news and things like that, that may, may or may not be true. And at the end of this episode, we're going to hit on that a little bit, but we want you to be educated so that you can keep yourself safe. Yeah. So, um, so getting into human trafficking, obviously I told you shorthand definition. And if you want like a, a, uh, like a Google definition or whatever, you can do that yourself. But that's the shorthand definition that we talk about. But there's two different types of human trafficking. Do you know them? Uh, I think one of them is familial, right? No, that's the, that's, you're getting, you're getting ahead. There's two different types of human trafficking called labor and sex trafficking. Uh, And that, so this is why we gave a disclaimer at the beginning of this is I'm going to be talking mainly about sex trafficking. So if you have kids in the car or if you have kids who are can hear this, whatever, I mean, it's up to you. You're you're the parent, you know, type thing. But uh, I will give that disclaimer that we will be talking about stuff like this, because for our team, you know, we do a lot with missing kids and things like that. We do not touch labor trafficking. What team uh, specifically are you in? So we have a team with a bunch of different nonprofits that come together. Rachel and I, we work under a nonprofit called Free International, and uh, there's about I want to say maybe six nonprofits that come together. It could be more than that, but I'm going to just say six right now come together and we form a team called the shepherds. Uh, and we go out and we help find missing kids. We have law enforcement, but they're missing runaways. We deal with runaways a lot. Um, you know, and, and we just, and specifically, uh, the shepherds as a whole has different set of statistics, but for what Rachel and I were involved with this year, um, because like I said, it's different nonprofits. So sometimes Rachel and I aren't involved in whatever they're doing. Uh, but for what we were involved in this year, the team was able to locate 70 missing kids across the United States. Um, and the reason that we do runaways, right? There's a reason we do runaways is because one out of every seven, uh, kids, one out of every seven runaways, kids who run away, um, come into contact with sex trafficking within 48 hours. 
One out of every seven. And then there's a statistic, right? There's a statistic in the United States that 25, is it 2,100? It's either 2,100 or 2,500. I'm getting it mixed up in my brain right now, but I want to say 2,100 kids go missing every day in the United States. Man. So when you take that one out of every seven and then you add it to that 2,100, right, they go missing every day, um, obviously that's a lot. And for the listener, they may think, well, how does a runaway, a kid who just wants to leave their home, end up getting caught up in sex trafficking? I mean, obviously the common trope you think is like van pulls up, you know, you winks the kid, but yeah. there's obviously a lot more nuance to that. Yeah, yeah. The The whole white van thing, the white van scare of the 70s and the 80s doesn't necessarily happen as much as people want to think that it does. Um, and we'll get into the online stuff because a lot of it has gone online, yeah. um, unfortunately. But specifically for runaways, what happens is, if you think about it, the the average age of a kid getting caught in sex trafficking, 12 to 14, right, or, or a female, right? Say you're 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, and you go to runaway, you leave your parents' house and you're running. Eventually, you know, you can't drive at that point. Now, some kids, they may steal a car and be driving, but, you know, and, you know, there are kids out there like that, but, uh, but you're not being able to drive. Eventually you're going to want somewhere warm, somewhere with food, somewhere to lay down your head and go to sleep. Yeah. Typically that happens within 48 hours. You don't really want to be outside more than 48 hours, especially at that age. Uh, and the thing that we've seen is that, and, and everybody should know this, right? But the thing that we've seen is not everything is free. Not everything that glitters is gold. That's what we tell these kids. Uh, but essentially, they find somebody that offers a couch and, or, you know, a bed or whatever. And it might be good first day, two days, three days. Uh, but then after that, the person's going to start asking for, you know, them to sleep with other people or do this to be able to stay at the house. Yeah. And then they get caught up in sex trafficking. Um, and that's how essentially that happens. You know, these people who, uh, groom these kids, which we're going to talk about in the next episode, but the people who groom these kids know how to look for runaways and know how to look for these kids that have this mentality. Which that's, I mean, going into that a little bit, that's the scary part is obviously like we talked about the white van kids getting snatched and being forced into it. But a lot of times they're coerced into it, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they get coerced into it. And, um, you know, I would say, I don't have a statistic for this, but I would say out of the kids that we deal with that have actually been trafficked or um, exploited in some way, uh, I would say probably about seven out of 10 of them, right? I'm just giving off the top of my head. Um, But I would say about seven out of 10 of the kids that we deal with have been coerced into it through somebody um, online, you know, basically. The white van stuff, typically... Does I mean, back in the 70s and 80s, you know, it was a thing, but it's not as much a thing anymore. I mean, can it happen? I don't want to tell you that it's not going to happen. It happens, right? Could yeah. it happen? Absolutely. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. But the thing with human trafficking is that in 2020, what happened in 2020? The world shut down, Yep. right? And most people, you know, your normal person would think, okay, the world shut down. That means that all the bad stuff had to shut down, right? It didn't. So... We actually saw that in 2020, statistics for human trafficking, like sex trafficking specifically, doubled. And the reason for that is, and they were already going this way before 2020, but in 2020, uh, you know, your pimps, your gangs, all this stuff that are doing this trafficking figured out 
hey, it's a lot less risky. It's a lot less uh, cost uh, to just do this online, to advertise this online. And they did it. They started doing that, and basically a lot of human trafficking went online. Advertisements online. A person, you know, a a 50-year-old man could look from his couch on his phone, find a girl, you know, type thing on websites. How do they, I mean, obviously we don't want to, like, openly say it, but, like, how does this stuff just get out there and not get shut down? So there, so that's the thing, right? And I'm not going to say any websites on here because I, no. But, you know, there are certain websites that basically they will get shut down type thing, uh, but then they'll just make another website with, a, with like, one letter change, things like that. But how it happens is, especially if it's an underage girl, typically if there's an advertisement for her on there, um, it won't be like, you know, and this is a bad analogy, but it won't be like a, a an ad for some – like Walmart, right? Yeah. You look at an ad for Walmart, say Black Friday deals, it shows you what you're going to buy, things like that. And it says, hey, this is the price. This is what you're buying, all this stuff. When it comes to the online stuff for the, for especially underage girls who are being trafficked and things like that, um, it doesn't, it doesn't say, oh, well, this is what you're buying. This is the price, all this stuff. It's a lot of, it's a lot of code words, a lot of street words, um, things like that. And I won't say those on here either because some of them are like super graphic. But uh, but either way, it's just a bunch of words. And essentially, uh, it won't, the pictures won't show their face. Um, it'll just have a description of them. So you would think, oh, well, why don't the police find? Well, the pictures don't have a picture of the kid's face. Yeah. Um, it only shows maybe like a picture of their back or, you know, with hair over their face or a mask on, stuff like that. Uh, typically, they are turned away from the camera. Uh, and the thing with the online trafficking is these uh, these Johns, uh, so that's the definition of the day for you, Johns are the people who are buying the sex, right? A lot of people think that a John is a pimp, and it's not. A pimp is a pimp, right? Yeah. A John is the person who is buying the sex. So uh, they, the people that are doing this, they know what to look for, right? They know what keywords to put in. The biggest um, thing is they're... They're smart. I mean, people like to think that, like, they're just dumb brutes, but these are people who have been in the streets. They know the legal system. They know what police are looking for, and they know how to skirt around all this different uh, criteria. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, and it really depends on how long the John's been doing it, right? But uh, but you see, there's there's John's that have been doing it for years, and they're super smart. And, and I'll take a, a side note here. I'll take a side note. So there is a there is a huge trend right now on social media for people to do, uh, you know, like streamers and stuff to do the Chris Hansen stuff. You you uh, Chris know. Hansen. I don't remember what the name of his show was, but uh, to catch a predator. You remember that? Yeah, show? yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they would like, uh, you know, they would basically guys would come to have sex with a girl, and it was a TV show. Um, and they'd get arrested and all that. So there's a trend right now on social media where streamers and YouTubers are basically, they are learning how to text these guys, set up a fake ad, which is something that our team will do from time to time, set up a fake ad, and they will trick this guy into meeting them at Walmart or whatever, and they will basically humiliate them on this video. Yeah. Right? Which, on the surface, looks good, right, for people. Hey, yeah, let's, let's humiliate him. He'll never do this again. That's what people think. 
But that's in reality, that's not what's happening. And I'm gonna, I'm taking this side note to discourage people from doing this. If you are not working with law enforcement, if you don't have law enforcement tied in or spearheading what you're doing to uh, to text these guys and to get them to meet up with you and stuff like that, the only thing you are doing is teaching them how to not get caught. It's pushing it deeper. Yes. And I, it infuriates me, dude, because we have, our team does the undercover chatting with law enforcement when they request it and stuff like that. And there's legal things that you have to do. See, these guys on YouTube think that they can get him on video and that they can call the cops and something's going to happen, right? But that's, that's not no. how it's going to go because even if, even if cops show up and they arrest this guy, it's going to get tossed in court. Because you didn't do it the correct way. And law enforcement wasn't involved in what you were doing. So it's going to get tossed in court. He's going to get let go. And now he's smarter for the next time. Yep. Unfortunately, right? I mean, I know that's I know that's blunt. Unfortunately, but if that's something that you've thought about doing, let me discourage you to not do that. Because that makes it harder for us to do our job. Yep. Because you are teaching them, uh, you know, how to figure out if they're talking to an actual 14 year old girl or if they're not. Yeah. Right. So we'll get off of that. That was just my side note for the day for you. Uh, but yeah, so labor in sex trafficking is, uh, like I said, or, or I'll say this here is we do not touch labor trafficking because there's so much red tape around it legally. So if we get a missing kid case and we even get the hint that it's like a labor trafficking case, we just hand it over to law enforcement. We just hand, like fully package it up. Here's what I found hand it over to law enforcement. We can't work that anymore. Sex trafficking, we can uh, because we, we can garner a lot of information and stuff to help the if the if we get the kid and the kid comes out and it goes to court and stuff like that, we can package all the information up. We can garner a lot of information from social media and stuff like that that will help the case get pushed forward. Because you're specifically trained on that. Yes. It's not like you don't care about labor. It's just that you're you are specifically trained to do this specific kind of yeah. trafficking. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the red tape that you run into with the labor trafficking is you run into deportation laws and immigration laws and all this stuff, right? Because typically, most la- when people think human trafficking, they think Mexico. And I get this question all the time. How does your job, how is your job affected by the borders and this stuff, right? I get that question at almost every church I go to. Somebody asked me that. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is most of the stuff coming through the, yes, is there sex trafficking? Yes. Most of the stuff coming through the borders is, ends up being labor trafficking because what's called the coyotes, the guys that are bringing these people over, uh, are selling them this job that they're going to do. Could it end up being sex trafficking? Absolutely. But a lot of times it ends up being working on a farm of some sort or whatever, and, and then there's a lot of red tape of whether they get deported and all this stuff, right? Uh, it's always in the news, so we don't, we aren't allowed to touch those. Law enforcement won't let us. Um, so we don't, and so sex trafficking, right? So that's what we do specifically. There's two types of sex trafficking, and this is what you were referring to earlier. There is organized and there is familial, yeah. right? So organized is your gangs, your, uh, you know, your big city pimps that are working in the hotels and, you know, what we call the track, Another definition for you. The track is 70s, 80s, 90s, what you would think about um, people who are being prostituted out. Um, and I do say that, uh, our te- whole team says that, says that is a prostituted person, not a prostitute. 
because you are labeling that person as their job at that point, and you're demeaning, if that makes any sense. So we yeah. call them prostituted people. Because um, they're exploited. Exactly. So uh, so the track is essentially 70s, 80s, 90s, what you would think, the girls walking up and down the street and the car pulling over and picking them up. Um, that, that really only happens in big cities nowadays, like, you know, Atlanta, Vegas, uh, New York, all that stuff, right? doesn't really happen in your small towns as much. Um, the organized stuff, I mean, out in Vegas, you have the Chinese mafia involved in it. You know, you have um, a lot of gangs, Crips, Bloods. Uh, you have, you know, the, uh, and I'm forget. I'm not even going to try to name them cause I'm forgetting them as I'm talking about them, but a lot of gangs, uh, the, you know, and one specifically in Alabama, uh, the gangster disciples, uh, GD. If you see somebody with a GD tattoo that has a crown over it, that is the gangster disciples. Uh, they're big in the sex trafficking world and they are big in Birmingham. Um, but either way, sex trafficking has the organized and the familial and that's what that is. But familial is essentially the person who is being trafficked is being trafficked by a family member. Um, so they are being trafficked. That's by, disgusting. Yeah. First off. Yeah. Um, so a statistic for you in 2020, 43% of the victims who got uh, rescued, 43% of them were introduced to trafficking by a family member. We've seen lots of cases. We've seen mom. We've seen dad. We've seen grandfather. We've seen cousin. We've seen aunt. We've seen uncle. I've seen it all. Every family member you could think of, I've seen it. Um, and essentially familial, you may think, well, that is terrible. How could somebody do that? Organized trafficking is mainly focused around business and making money. Yeah. Right. Everybody knows, you know, the whole thing, $150 billion. Nobody actually knows that how much it's probably way more than that. Uh, 150 billion. Uh, because these people, they don't turn in taxes. There's no way to track how much money they're getting. Yeah. But, uh, but either way, um, the familial, if the organized is all about money and business, familial can be, but typically familial starts through one of two things, an addiction to drugs or an addiction to alcohol. And essentially what happens is this family member has an addiction that at some point they can't pay for anymore. And they turn to their daughter, their niece, their cousin, you know, whoever it is. Yeah. And they say, well, hey, if you have, if you have sex with them, you can either pay me money or you can give me drugs, you know, type thing. Um, like I said, there has to just be exchange of value. And sadly, that's how it happens. Uh, yeah. We've seen multiple cases like that. We've seen a mom that was selling her, her daughter for four years from the age of 10 to age 14. Uh, was selling her for four years um, for drugs. That was it. She never really even got any money for it. It was just drugs. Um, yeah. And that mom's in jail. So, hey, hallelujah, right? But, uh, but you know, that's how typically the familial stuff happens. And I'll, and as we get into the back end of this podcast, I want to hit real quick uh, the difference between you got, I just re- explained to you the two different types of sex trafficking, right? But there's a difference, just so you know, difference between exploitation and trafficking. Okay. Right? So all trafficking cases are exploitation, but not all exploitation cases are trafficking. Does that make any sense? No. All right. I'll explain so, it. I'll explain here. So exploitation, essentially, say a kid gets coerced into living, say a girl gets coerced into living with a man. That man uh, eventually forces that girl to have sex with him to live in this house. Okay. And that's it. It stops there. That is exploitation. Okay. Right? Same scenario, man, 
invites a girl to live with him. And for her to live there, he says, you have to have sex with my friends or sex with these people, yeah. whatever. And he get and he gets paid money or drugs yeah. or whatever. That then turns into trafficking. Gotcha. Because right? he's, he's getting the value. Yes. So a lot of people, I mean, you know, a lot of people will say, well, in the exploitation, exploitation, she's having sex with him. Is he getting value? Yeah, he's getting value, but he's not selling her to other people. He's not making yeah. a business out of it. Yeah. A lot of people get it confused that human trafficking involves taking a kid to another state or crossing state lines or going on an interstate and stuff like that. It's not necessarily that. Trafficking is just, like we said, you're just selling somebody for an exchange of value. And that's the difference between exploitation and trafficking. So now you know the difference well, between those two. Well, also, like, we've been hitting on a lot of, like, common tropes. You know, we talked about, you know, white van everything. But starting it out, what are some, like, very common misconceptions that you have come across? Oh, yeah. So we'll hit on the myths here, and we'll wind down the episode. The myths of trafficking are many, my friend. Oh, I bet. Um, a lot of movies. <laughs> dude, shoot. When that movie came out last year, uh, What's the name of that movie? I don't remember. Sound of Freedom. Yeah. Right? My Facebook Messenger blew up. My Our emails blew up. Uh, got questions, calls, you know, text, all this stuff about this movie. Which is good and that people are want, are asking questions. Yes. Uh, the thing about the movie, uh, and I did see the movie, right? I wasn't going to see the movie because I work in this, so I don't really need to see the movie. But I did go see it. And uh, the, the problem with movies like that is it typically always just shows the extreme, right? Which it's a movie, so it has to be entertaining, right? Yeah. So obviously you're going to show the extreme, the Michael Bay stuff, stuff blowing up and this big gang selling all these groups, kids, all this stuff. And by the way, do your research for that movie because I'm telling you right now, that's not how it actually happened, right? But uh, It's obviously glamorized for the screen. Yes, but the reason uh, the movies like that have a little bit of a connotation of negative to me uh, is because people look only for the extreme. And these familial cases that I mentioned, right? So my missing kids that I look for, they're going to be in the organized stuff typically, right? They could be in familial, but uh, the familial, the kids who are being trafficked by a family member, they're not missing. Yeah. They're not missing. They're not, you know, they're going to school, it's real all this hard. stuff. They could walk past you in Dollar General today and you wouldn't know who they are. You wouldn't know, you wouldn't see, they're not, they ain't got chains on them, stuff like that. And we'll talk more about this in the next episode, but they don't have chains on them. They're not in a cage, all this stuff. But like, they could literally walk past you today and you wouldn't know it. And you would think, you know, all this, well, whatever. But so Facebook myths, <laughs> so that's the thing with the movies. Facebook myths are my favorite, dude, because every church we go to, I get questions about this stuff. <laughs> and there's always that, that one person. That one person that wants to talk for like three hours, and if I tell them what they read on Facebook is wrong, they get mad at me. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So uh, your Facebook stuff that goes viral, like oh, the zip ties on the on the windshield wipers, uh, the Walmart bags over your mirror, uh, the, the red dot on your back windshield. Um, what am I missing here? You know, uh, somebody putting some uh, a dollar bill by your car, you know, stuff like that. Uh, most of that, prepare yourselves, most of that is not true. Shocker. Right? <laughs> I guarantee you somebody listening to this right now just got mad because I said most of that's not true because they shared the stuff, right? Most of that's not true. Now, could somebody drop a $20 bill by your car and roll up and want to assault you or whatever? Yes. Yeah. But... 
the same thing what I said earlier that the pimps and the crime, uh, the gangs and stuff like that figured out in 2020 that going online is a lot easier and it costs them less money. Think about it as a business perspective, right? You know, as much as we don't want to think about it, like it's a bit, it's an or, a business organization the way they do these things. It would be so hard for them to track you by putting a, a red dot on your back windshield and, and you, you leave that parking lot and in these organizations, they have spotters and they have watchers. Then they have the pimps and they have the guys that pick up the girls and it's, it's a machine, man. Yeah. Who, how are they going to know who's in this car? How are they going to know if you've switched cars, you know, Oh, there's a car with a red dot. We're going to go get them type thing. Like and again, it, it goes back to me saying they're not, they're not stupid. Yeah. Like obviously police know, yeah. you know, every time something happens, it's a, it's a evolving game of they do something police catch on. Well, they got switch tactics. They switch tactics. They switch tactics exactly. to this and that. And so it's just a revolving door. So it's not just a one-stop shop for how all this works. Exactly. So what I'm saying is about these myths is, you know, you always need to have your head on a swivel especially if you are a woman. If you are a woman and you're going to Walmart at night by yourself, keep something on you, right? I'm not going to I'm not going to list specific things, but keep come ready, please. Uh be ready at all times. Have your head on a swivel. Watch people around you. Yep. That yep. way you can see the situation before it happens and remove yourself from it. That's part of the training that we do, right? But people putting a zip tie on what happens is is these these people and I don't know who the people are. But they make up the zip tie thing, they take a picture of it, whatever, and they share it on Facebook because they know it's going to go viral. Yeah, they want clicks. And then what happens is it goes viral, and then they change what was in it to some ad or whatever, and then that's all across the world, and then eventually the, the post gets taken down, right? So most people, if you go back through your Facebook, if you're a person who shared something like that about the zip tie stuff, you go back through your Facebook it, right now, it's probably going to say that that post is unavailable because it's been removed, because it was not real because somebody did it to go viral yep. as much as I hate people doing that. Right. Cause I want people to be educated. Right. Which is why we're doing this podcast. But, uh, you know, that's just the reality of what it is. People will do anything to go viral, especially talking about human trafficking. And like we've been talking about is how it keeps changing, keeps changing. We're making this and what's well, going to be released in 2024, but obviously a year, two years, Everything, this, this complete system is going to be probably, there's going to be like no resemblance of how much it's going to be changed. And yeah. like you said, biggest thing, if you're at night walking, we see so many people with an earbud in looking at their phone, not paying attention. You got to, you got to keep your head up. You got to look around because even though we think that we're safe and we think, oh, it's just, I'm just walking to my neighbor's house down the street, whatever. There's always a chance that someone's watching, someone's looking for you. So not that we should be paranoid and be afraid every second of our lives, but also we know that there's an enemy out there and he's, he's waiting for us to have our guard down. Absolutely. And and that's the thing, right? Is whether it's somebody wanting to assault you and take your money or whether it's somebody that could very well kidnap you, right? It could happen. Always stay prepared and stay ready. Um, and things like that. So, that's the end of the podcast. And the reason we wanted to end with the myths is because next week we're going to be talking about how this stuff happens. And essentially we're going to be, the name of the episode is going to be, why do they stay right? How do these kids get caught up in it? What happens on social media? What happens online for them to get caught up in it and things like that. That'll be next week. That's why we ended with myths. We told you what doesn't happen. 
Next week, we're going to tell you what does happen. So you're going to have to listen for that. But if you want to know more about our, uh, Rachel and I's ministry in human trafficking, we have a website. It's called thestanleys.co. Uh, I'll have that in the description. If you want to know more about our podcast or you want to get in contact with us, you can send an email to fillingthegap23 at gmail.com. And if you see anything that I just mentioned uh, as far as human trafficking, uh, you can call the National Human Trafficking Hotline, uh, which is 888-373-7888. I'll put that out there because that's the National uh, Human Trafficking Hotline. But I will say, if you see something happening in front of you, call 911. Always call 911 first. Yep. Because that's going to be your local law enforcement. You call this hotline, it's going to be somebody somewhere else. And it's going to, you know, it's going to gum things up. So call 911 if you see something like this. Come back next week to learn how these kids get caught up in it. And uh, we'll holler at you next week.